What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra McNeil, uh, and you tune in to Real Talk with Ezra. This is episode nine, Single Mothers. Uh, last episode, we talked about the black family, and more so we were talking about, me and Ryan were talking about the males, but, but this time we, we need to talk about the moms, the, the women. Um, actually, what I found out uh, from the CDC back in 2014 is that 70% of black children are born to single mothers. Now, today I have two, singles mo- uh, two single mothers with you who are, you know, great friends of mine and also students of Virginia State University. So if you guys just want to introduce yourselves. I'm Allison. Um, I'm a senior here at Virginia State Social Work major. And I'm Nicole, junior, um, psychology, criminal justice, double major. And that's Kai, my daughter. Well, hey. <laughs> hey, how are you? All right, she ran off. Okay, so, um, Nikki, you are, both, well, both of you guys are students. Um, and you're, Allison, you're, uh, you know, part of Delta Sigma Theta, Sorority yes. Incorporated. And Nikki, you are a part of the military. Contracted, correct? And Panic 2000 and NAACP. NAACP, yes. So, and Nikki, you have a daughter. Allison, you have a son. So it is two sides of the spectrum. Now, the the one real question I'd have for you guys is, you know, how old were you, uh, were y'all when you became mothers in in college and and such? So whoever wants to start, you know. It don't matter. I was 21. Okay. Um, When I had her, I was... Yeah, I was 21 after I found out as well, so mm. it was it was that it was a crazy year for me. Mm, okay. Yeah, I was 22 when I found out um, that I was pregnant, and yeah, it was, it was a crazy year. It was my sophomore year here. Mm. I had just yeah transitioned yeah. here. So it, it of course it wasn't planned. No, definitely not. So <laughs> I guess when when you guys found out. How were the um, was the systems that were created for you guys to, you know, have the, I guess, time and, and whatever while being in school and such and going to doctor visits and, and stuff like that? How how um, was that? The, how was the year in whole, basically? For me, it started off really rocky because um, it wasn't planned. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, neither one of us really wanted to like expected it to happen but for me it was more so well it's here and I'm not one for abortions I'm not saying I'm against it but that's just not a personal thing for me so in that moment it was kind of like okay let me get my plans together to do this um, I knew I was gonna stay in school while I was pregnant so I talked to all my teachers and let them know and kind of um, just worked my schedule around to make sure my appointments would be in the morning and I can just come to school afterwards mm. And so that's kind of how I did it while I was pregnant to make sure I was still on top of my grades and things like that. Okay. For me, it was a little different because I had just started my military career. Um, I had taken a semester off to go into the military. So I found out when I was four and a half months pregnant and I was on base. Mm. And they were threatening to, like, dishonorably discharge me because they thought I got pregnant on orders. Um, When they found out that I actually was pregnant when I got there, they were like, "Uh, we can't really kick her out dishonorably because we let her in pregnant mm-hmm. um we we had all types of um false negatives because we take like three pregnancy tests before we go we take one at meps take one the day we ship and then we take one as soon as we get to base mm. so all three of those pregnancy tests came back ne- negative but i was pregnant um i didn't really have much time to plan because like i said i was already halfway through my pregnancy mm-hmm. she was already fully developed in the thg like wow. my very first ultrasound yeah. was her skeleton wow. i didn't see baby bean nothing like that wow um and it was really hard because her and father and i like weren't together so like seeing his face when i came out seeing his face when i came out um of base just like it was kind of a wow, what are we going to do mm-hmm. moment. And a lot of things weren't, you know, getting pieced together mm-hmm. right then and right there. Like, my our families wanted it to. Mm-hmm. So it was really tumultuous the first year, especially, like, me living in Virginia, him living in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It was it was really, and him having a girlfriend as well. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was really difficult trying to plan everything. Okay. Yeah. So. I, can, I can say the same thing because, um, Oh, me and my son's father, we um, we were together, but we just, like that, when I found out I was pregnant, kind of took a toll on us, because we we had different views about, like, how we were going to go about it, mm-hmm. you know, as a man, 
you're in your prime when you're in college. So it's right. like getting, finding out that you're about to have a baby. It's like, okay, I got to grow up, like, right now, right now. Right. So it's like, yeah. for women, it kind of hits you differently because it's like an instant thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like learning how to grow together to become parents. And so that took a lot of stress on our actual relationship. Mm. Because we were both trying to figure out how to be parents and still be in college and still be adults at all at the same time. Mm. So it was a lot to take in at once. Mm. Right. And I feel the same way like about us growing together because we had just broken up before Kai was born. Wow. Like her father and I just broken up. And I figured early on that he wasn't the type of man I could see myself growing with. Okay. So him being a father, I was just like, if I, you know... I'm just like, how are we going to do this? Because it's mm-hmm. not like I really want wanted right. to, you know, right. go this far okay. in life with with you. So it was kind of a learning experience, plus like me holding back a lot of fears mm-hmm. of the future, of anything. Um, just hoping that, you know, we both get it together for the sake of now we're of having her. a child. Yeah. Right. Um, before digging deeper into like the relationship that you guys have with your uh, the significant others, um, the parents of your children, how was it with your families finding out the news, like your your, your parents and stuff? How how was the news? Um, yeah, how was that whole experience like with telling um, them how how were they feeling? My story was kind of funny. So like, <laughs> I found out that I was pregnant at Gateway Calf. Really? Like, yeah, I went into the calf that day. Couldn't eat anything. I was like, nothing is feeling right. Like, I, de- I just want to throw up, like, nothing. And so he was like, go get a pregnancy test. So I went to the dollar store because I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm pregnant. I'm not about to spend this much money on a test. Right. Came back, and it had two stripes. I'm like, okay. So I drove up to Maryland the next day to tell my mom. And I was just, like, sitting there, and I'm just like, okay, how am I going to save this? Because I'm, like, a joking, goofy person. So I'm like, I got to make this kind of funny because, like, I don't know how she's going to take this. So I'm like, mom... You know, I know we had an agreement that, like, I had to wait till you're 50, but, like, <laughs> you're 46. I know it's, like, a couple years They're earlier, but, off, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're about to be a grandma. She was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I was like, yeah, you kind of are. And I showed her the doctor's papers and stuff, and she was just like, oh, he has to come live with me. Like, mm. it's okay. Like, he's just coming up here. when you have, Whenever you have this, your baby, he's coming to stay with me. And I was <laughs> like... Uh, okay. I was like, you're not mad? She was like, no. Like, you're grown. Like, I was 22. I was already living on my own. So she was like, it's not really much I can say. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, of course, this isn't how I would have wanted it to happen, but we're here, so we're going to make the best of it. Um, my dad, on the other hand, was really disappointed. Um, and then he, he drove down here and had a conversation with my son's father and was like, so what's up? Wow. <laughs> so we were sitting in my dorm room and it was just kind of like, what's y'all playing type of thing. So... They kind of were understanding, but it was just a lot of, like, what is y'all plan going to be? Mm-hmm. So just making sure we had the the right mindset of what was coming. Okay. Um, for me, it was kind of funny because I didn't tell anybody. When I first found out, I didn't tell anybody. Like, I didn't tell nobody. Wow. Um, and then I got my ultrasound, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm really pregnant. Like, I'm really pregnant. Because <laughs> at first, we thought everybody, all of the doctors thought I was miscarrying. And I was just like, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't want children at that time. Right. I always wanted to adopt children. I never wanted to have children, yeah. especially this young. So I was just like, if, like, if I miscarry you, I could stay in the military. Oh, wow. Um, but then they showed me that ultrasound and showed me that she was like, I was so far along. And I was just like, God. So like, I sent the picture to my mom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whose picture did you get off of Google? <laughs> I was just like, that's my picture, I, mom. I put it on and Google. she's like, what do you mean? I was like, mom, that's my hand in the picture. And she's like... <laughs> So she Google image searched everything, and I was like, don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Don't tell the family. Don't tell. I was like, don't tell a soul because I was going to think of some alternative plans because I was like, I'm too young. I'm not even with her father. I don't plan on being with her father. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Um, so it wasn't a big thing. My mom ended up snitching. My mom ended up snitching on me to the whole family because uh, at one point in time, they, the military took away my cell phone because I was still in basic training. Okay. So they were like, uh, yeah, you're a holdover, but yeah, you can't have your phone anymore because people are getting jealous and we don't want any problems. Really? So I was like, uh, so once my dad figured, like, yeah. stop talking to me, he's like, what's going on with her? Where is she? Why isn't she texting me back? They're like, she took her phone away. My mom called up every day. 
I was like, get my daughter her phone back. Let me talk to my daughter. If she's pregnant, I need to talk to her every day. They got so tired of her. Mm -hmm. And then once I finally got my phone back, once I got to the holdover unit to go ahead and process out of the army, like I found out that my whole family knew. And I was just like, how the hell did I tell one person? And now the whole family knows. Wow. You know? Wow. So, um, <clears throat> it was just, it was, it was really, I tried to keep it a secret as long as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, that's crazy. Um, okay. Um, we're taking a break from Nikki. <laughs> um, so, Allison, um, I could probably ask, how was the support system um, when you found out? Um, when I found out, my friends were really supportive. Okay. Um, I kept it a secret. Well, I tried to keep it a secret on campus because... I was already kind of known on campus, so I didn't really want the looks of, like, oh, she's pregnant, like, okay. oh, wow, like, that stigma. So I was trying to wait until, like, I was a, started showing. So I didn't really start showing until I was about, like, four or five months. And that was, like, February when we, like, a month after we came back to school. Mm -hmm. um, so campus really supported me. Like, I can really say, like, I got love from Virginia State when I was pregnant and mm. even after having Junie like right. I really didn't like teachers would call me and be like do you need me to watch him he can come in the office while you go to your classes like just let us know how you you know want to go about things and when I was pregnant it was like you know if you need to take a day off just let us know if you need a mental health day because I know it was a lot right um so it was I had a lot of support on campus and then family wise everybody was always checking on me and I can say like my son's father his family was really supportive um, being that my mom lived in Maryland, his mom came down and checked on me every day. She was always attentive. She made sure I got to my doctor's appointments and things like that. So um, I was thankful to have the support that I did from, like, different aspects of not just my family, but also campus family, too. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, I guess segueing seg into the next question, you brought up mental health, mm -hmm. your, your health in general. Yeah. How was it? Um, how was your health? during the whole process, especially, you know, being a student and having the stress of getting work done and such yeah. like that. How was that, you know, while carrying? Um, while I was pregnant, it wasn't really that hard. Well, no, I lied. During the first two trimesters, I was drained. Like, I was tired all the time. Okay. Um, I was exhausted. So, um, I had an 8 a.m. class. I don't even know why I signed up for that. Wow. But, yeah, it was hard for me to get to that class all the time. But I, like, talked to my professor, and I worked out, like, going to his office hours and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I had to really just take time for myself because I was like, your emotions when you're pregnant go up and down all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, there was times where I was just crying, and I didn't even know why I was crying. Right. Like, it would just be really crazy. Um, so, it was just more so staying prayed up like my aunt called me every day and would like speak confirmation affirmation into my life to make sure that i was okay um and just constantly reminding me like you're gonna get through this like you're a student you're gonna graduate you're not stopping like you have your goals and you're gonna get them you have all of us so having that support of like people constantly reminding me to keep my spirit up and keep my mental health up that kind of helped um i can't say after having him and transitioning back into school because I had him in the summer. He's a July baby. Um, I did go through postpartum. Like, I I tried to deny it for as, most as, po like, as much as possible, but I was really depressed. Like, I would just be crying again for no reason. I was angry all the time. Like, I didn't want to do nothing. Because um, you don't get no sleep for the first three months after your child is born. Right. They wake up every two hours to eat. Then you got classes, I'm coming to school, trying to, you know, still breastfeed at the same time. It was just too much going on. And I thought I could handle all of it, but I couldn't. Okay. So um, I can't say during that time my mental health really was at a downfall. Mm, okay. Well, you missed two questions, Nikki. Uh, the first one was, what did I say? Uh, your support system um, while being pregnant. How was um, your support system, you know, with your family and such? Um, my support system, my mom was pretty much like my backbone mm -hmm. because I still live with my mom. Okay. So, um, that was, she was a big part of my support system. Her dad, uh, decided to live up here a little later. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did actually live together for a few months after she was born in Virginia. Um, but other than that, like other people like the rest of my family my extended family 
it was like I was always getting mixed signals. Like they were like, oh, you know, we'll be there for you, but maybe you should quit school. Yeah. Maybe you should quit the too. military. Wow. Maybe you should. Oh, your child comes first. Your dreams are no longer your dreams. Blah blah blah. You, you're a mom now. You can't do anything but be a mom. And I was just like, that really makes me feel good about you know doing this because I don't want. I didn't want to do this in the first place. So thanks for telling me. Pretty much my life is over. Right. Yeah. But like my mom was the person who actually took time to listen to me and see like, okay, here's how we can try to make it work. I know you still want to do this. I know you still want to do this. I know you still want to do that. Um, so she definitely helped me. Um, at first, her dad was, like, you know, really helpful. And then sometimes he was just, like, you know, it was shaky. Mm-hmm. So I really had to rely on my mom for a lot. Um, my dad doesn't live with me. He lives in Georgia. So I always heard his support, mm-hmm. and I've always like just had phone conversations with him but uh-huh. other than that um yeah it was just my mom wow okay. and so for, real, for real. me it was the opposite my mom was the one that was kind of like you just need to quit school and come back home really yeah it wasn't really like she my mom has that kind of old-fashioned thing of like the way my family worked if you got pregnant out of wedlock they live with your your, your baby lives with the grandparents and uh-huh. you know you go on with your life. I didn't want that. I was like, no, I'm going to take care of my child. I'm yeah. going to do it all. Like, right. I don't need that. So she was like, well, no, you need to come home. You're not going to be able to finish school. You're not going to be able to do it. Like, it was always like a kind of down talk. So like that took a, str- a strain on our relationship during my pregnancy when it was like, dang, where's the support like right. for me to finish school? The rest of my family was like, no, you're going to finish. But it was kind of like her, more so like, no, you're not going to be able to do it. So. Um, that also took a strain, but I'm really a determined person. So once mm-hmm. I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. So that's kind of how that kind of worked out. Dr. Nikki, um, the question I, I, I asked for her, how was your health, like your, your mental health, your, your physical health during the pre- uh, pregnancy? Um, during the pregnancy, like I said, I was, I didn't know I was pregnant for the first half of my pregnancy. So uh, I was in tip-top shape. I was exercising every day. I was in basic training. Yeah. I was exercising every day, getting my ass kicked by drill sergeants. Like, um, but once I found out and after I got back home, um, I still pretty much tried to like maintain my fitness. I didn't really. I gained a lot of water weight. Yeah. Um, I started showing out of nowhere because before, like, you couldn't even tell I was pregnant. Um, I started showing out of nowhere. Uh, after pregnancy, I had postpartum really bad postpartum I remember one night uh something told me like I just heard a voice say get up yeah and I automatically I just got up and I didn't remember that Kai was actually sleeping on me and she just hit the ground Mm. and people were in like her dad was on the floor near her crib sleeping and my mom was sitting in the chair just like looking at us sleep and I just got up Kai hit the ground and then like I heard her cry and my mom like came over was like oh my gosh and I just like hit the floor crying I didn't even, like, check on her. I I just hit the floor crying because I was just like, I really just, that just happened. Uh It got to the point where when Kai would cry, I would just, like, lay in my bed Uh and my mom would come in and I just, I wouldn't even move. Yeah. Like, I would just pump enough milk to, because I breastfed, I would just pump enough milk for her to, like, I, I, it was just like, I tried to tune her out as much as possible. It was really bad and I felt really bad for feeling that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, you know, I brought this child into the world and now like in a way I kind of resent this child mm-hmm. yeah and it, it was it was really bad um also like I felt really while I was feeling like really down in the dumpities because like I said my family was like quit school quit your dreams like it, you're done mm-hmm. you're finished and you know you you were the last person we thought was gonna get pregnant we thought all of your sisters were gonna get pregnant before you mm-hmm. so you failed us pretty much that's how wow. my family put it and um all of that just finally came crashing down on me after I had her. So I was just like, man, like, I have a baby at 21. I haven't graduated college yet. Her father is sitting here sleeping, falling asleep with his Ooh. girlfriend on my phone, on the, on the phone with his girlfriend wow. on my floor. And I'm sitting here crying silently because I'm like, I am all alone in this yeah. world. Wow. All I got is my mama. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I don't have it. I can't even take care of myself right now. Nobody would let me take care of myself. So it's, like, I felt really, really, really weak. I felt like I really didn't want to 
do much. Wow. Postpartum is really, it's really real. Like, like she said, it would be times like Junior would be crying and I would just be sitting there like, I don't, like, I can't. Like, I, like, my, like, I didn't want to feel that way, but I would just be sitting there crying with him because it's like, <laughs> I'm tired, you're tired, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, like, even though his father would be there, fathers don't get it the way that they do. So, like, y'all get the basics. Like, men get mm-hmm. the basics of what you're supposed to do as a parent. Okay. But when the baby cries, they're not the first to get up. They look at you like, go get your kid. Yeah, when it's like time to eat. Because he yeah. <laughs> when, when it's time to eat. They look at you like get the food. Get the food. You you know you produce it. So wow. you know you kind of just like it's it's too much on the mom and your body's going through changes trying to get back into things. And then when you're still trying to live a regular life as a college student, it's like your friends hit you up. Oh, let's go out for drinks. I, I can't. Right. I can't even drink right now. I'm breastfeeding, so yeah. I, you know I can't. Oh. So then you're missing out on fun. You see like everybody at welcome back. You know bookstore socials, Word. and you just sitting there like looking on Instagram like. Yeah. This is my life now. And you don't want to resent your kid because I love my kid, of like, course. unconditionally. Right. But it's, like, the individual you is still fighting, like, trying to balance being a mom now at the same time. Mm. Wow. Wow. Now, you talking about relationships um, with your significant others. So how, how were the relationships with, you know, the fathers of your children? Um, and, hey, you know, it's, how you ever uh, <laughs> um, feel? During the pregnancy or, like, just the whole in general? It could be a whole, like, the journey. Um, so, before getting pregnant, we had a great, like, friendship and relationship. We were kind of just getting the gist of being in a relationship. Um, when I was pregnant, um, that's when things started hitting the fan. Um, like I said, he was in his prime in college. So, it was kind of like... I was taking it shine away in a sense. Um, so we dealt with a lot of stuff with that. Um, and we still try to work through it. And he was in a, he was wanting to be better. It was just when you have people in your ear telling you to still do other stuff, mm-hmm. you kind of are going through that male ego and being a, a good man at the same time. So that was the things that we had kind of dealt with. Um, and then once our son got here, um, he helped out, you know, where he could and stuff like that. But like I said, guys do the basics. Y'all don't really get the whole gist of it until, like, they get a little bit older. Like, a lot of men you'll hear say, like, I can't wait till my son is, like, six, seven months and they're crawling and I can, like, play with them and things like that. Because, like, that's who y'all are as, like, men. Like, y'all like the, the, active, the, active, the activities, the, activities, yeah, the, the movement. Yeah. Like, so when they're just sitting there and you just got to the hold nurturing. them and they just looking at you, you yeah. like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I right. can't really have fun with you. So, you know, we... um. It was about both of us, like, teaching each other how to deal with each other, being parents. So, um, yeah, we kind of were good up until he got a little bit older, and it was still, like, the same stuff of the responsibility and trying to be selfish. Um, So we dealt with a lot of, like, why am I staying home while you're going out to the club type of thing. Um, I want to, you know, still have fun, too. Like, why can't we alternate? But it was a... It was always something kind of so it kind of really took a toll on our intimacy and our relationship and us and i can say that when you have a kid it takes a toll on the intimacy in the relationship mm-hmm. um i was tired half the time my body i just was not with it like right. i'm i can't i'm sorry i just want to go to bed so you know not being able to still fulfill what i was doing mm-hmm. before then um took a toll on how our relationship also went because as a man okay you still you still have needs and right. so um, we kind of went through that too, and that played a kind of a part into why we broke up, in a uh, sense. So yeah. Okay. What about you, Vicky? Um, like I said before, all during the pregnancy, Kai's father and I went weren't together. He had a girlfriend that um, he said that he didn't have, but I found out that he actually did have a girlfriend. Wow. I was dating somebody else because once I found out, I was just like, you know what? you're sitting here bashing me for wanting to like other people while I'm pregnant. I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and do this because I was talking to somebody before I went to the military and we were like, oh, well, I'm about to leave. We don't want to do anything. So we got really close. He was there. He helped me out during my pregnancy so much. He came to my baby shower, everything. Mm. Um, Like, that was the person I was just like, yeah, if anything, you know, if anything, I want to definitely spend my life with you. Um, we continued on having a great relationship for like three years. Um, 
And then Kai came and I put that on hold because I kind of still wanted to see if we could try to be a family. And like I said, he moved from North Carolina and worked here. Um, and it was a bit tumultuous because I knew who he was on campus when he was going here. Mm. And there were girls before, like when we were just dating as like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, when he wasn't, when he left school, there were girls coming up to me like, I wonder how blah, blah, blah is doing, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm like on the phone with him and I'm like, I'm turning around I'm like, well, he's on the phone with me. You want to talk to him? You want to say hey to him? Mm. And he's like, who is that? And I'll tell them the name and he's like, oh, I don't remember. I was like, well, they obviously remember you. And they oh, see you, wow. so. Yeah. You know, and it, it would be like that. Girls would really come up and be disrespectful, like yeah. Allison said. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I can't deal with that, you know, uh -huh. being a parent. And now you're back in Virginia and now you're closer to Virginia State. Um, but I did feel like he was a little more mature than me because, like I said, he wanted a kid. He really, really wanted to start a family. He had already had a house in North Carolina. He bought a house before Kai was even born. Um, when we were dating, he bought that house. Wow. So I remember him making that purchase. Um, he seemed to be, like, already established. And I was still in a college mindset. I was just in my second semester. No, I was just in my sophomore year. I was just in my sophomore year. And, um... I, I still wanted to go to things like socials. I still wanted to pledge. I still wanted to join organizations. And I'm just like, wow, like, I, I'm not able to do any of that stuff now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you know, why does my life have to stop? And he really couldn't identify with that because he's like, you should be happy. I'm here. You can you can have as much as a normal college life as you want to. So we talked about, you know, me wanting to join organizations, how I was going to save up money, blah, blah, blah. How, like, you know, just in case the schedule got hectic, mm -hmm. how he would step in, all of this stuff. Um, but then, like, inconsistency started coming with me starting to be, like, you know, focused more in school and trying to balance of being a mom. And like, I guess still the immaturity of being a college student, like stuff started happening at home, like infidelities. Mm. And I was just like, see, this is the stuff that I can't handle because yeah. this is why I didn't want to do this in the first place. Right. Um, so the relationship has always been like a rocky one. Yeah. So that's why we stopped in the first place before Kai was here. Um, and after that, we tried off and on, but I, you know, we came to a conclusion that, you know, co-parenting is best. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he still has his little, you know, Nikki, I think we would be better off in a relationship. And I'm just like, good. We're good. Exactly. There's yeah. something that I still like, you know, yeah. that we, yeah. we still got to build a lot of trust. Right. Still not ready, you know, to say that I'm really ready to let go of half the stuff. It's not because of him. It's because, like of me seeing who I was, who I became during my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Like, if I ever purposely try to hurt somebody, that is a side of me that I never want to see because I am ugly. Mm -hmm. Like, if I go out of my way to hurt you, that has the most, like, that's the purest form of hate, and I can't believe, like, I stoop so low mm -hmm. to go out of my way, go out of my character to get even with somebody. And I'm just right. like... You know, I can't forgive myself for that just yet. Right. Because I know if you can, if you did it then, like, if you can bring that side of me out one time, who's to say you're going to do it again? I don't even want to, I don't want to know. Try to see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to try to see it. Yeah. So, um, relationships with him has been rocky. I haven't really dated anybody since 2015. I haven't wow. been in a relationship since him. Wow. Yeah. I'm trying so hard <laughs> to, like, open myself up to the possibility of dating. Mm -hmm. But I... I just, it's so many factors mm -hmm. that I'm just like, God, I can't get into this. Now, you say co-parenting um, for both of y'all. Um, how did you make amends or, like, make good compromises to, okay. to you know, forget the you emotions? You want the real answer? Or do you want the sugar-coated answer? No, to, um, to, I guess to, you know, just make sure that, okay, the, the situation between you and him or, you know, be real it's not going to be the way it, it should be it should right. look. but for the sake of the child how did y'all you know rise up to make it like yeah we got to make this work for him and for her okay so not gonna lie we just got there like a month ago wow um 
we we see our situation is different because she's Kai's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my son's father just broke up August September wow. of last year. So oh, wow. um, the transition because we were still living together when we were broken up. So mm-hmm. living together, broken up, kind of didn't want to be around each other, um, but we still had to be a parent at the same time. Of course. I was willing to do it, but his hurt with me finally letting go. Because, um, you know, like, not even bashing men, but, you know, when when y'all, when a woman finally is, like, done, y'all be, like, yeah. hurt. And yeah. so we kind of... conversation I had with yeah. you about you, and I was like, bro, I just want to be... I just want to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, no, like, we kind of just... It kind of was just hard, because, like, he was still hurt. I was kind of like, okay, I'm not... I'm, I kind of dealt with my hurt before breaking up. Like, I kind of, like, as women, we kind of deal with the hurt mm-hmm. and the transition of, like, how we're going to go about things before and breaking up. So, like, we plot. for me, like, it was more so, and the reason why we broke up is, like, I wanted to have my family and things like that, but I have a son, so it's like, do I want my son to see that that's what a man is supposed to do to his mother? Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to kind of just reevaluate things as a woman, like, this isn't going to work because this isn't love anymore. And yeah. this isn't what I would want the energy to be around my son. Because even though he's a baby, they feed off of energy and he can feel that energy. So, like, I don't want to argue in front of him anymore. I don't want to do this. So, um, it took us, I would say, like, um, January to, like, now. Well, no, I'm not even going to say a month ago. January to now. Um, we kind of been in the transition of learning how to co-parent and learning how to have conversations and getting back to just being friends. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we're at right now. We are in a good, healthy spot. Um, of course, sometimes, like, he has that thought of, you know, we should get back together. Like, I want to try again. I want to show you I'm different. But I'm so checked out of the relationship that it's just like, yeah. let's just be parents. Right. Like, that's just where I'm at. Like, Junie is first. That's all I care about is just him being taken care of and him seeing us have a good vibe and just knowing that there's love all around him. So we've, we're finally at a good spot, and I'm hoping that, like, it just grows from there and we continue to be at a good spot so he never sees us in that type of um, negative manner again. Wow. Okay. What about you? Um, sugar-coated reasons. Um, sugar-coated answer. I pretty much told her father, I'm like, look, it's not, I don't want it to work between us. Mm. It's either you can take Kai and leave me alone, or I can take Kai and you still leave me alone. Either way, I want you to leave me alone. Okay. You know, I wanted it. I was so, like, done to the point where I'm like, listen, you can be here or not. Mm -hmm. If you're here, I'm not going to be here. If you're not here, that's fine by me, too. That's that's preferred, you know. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't have to, that that's pretty much where my mindset was when I decided, hey, we should co-parent. Like, I, as long as I don't have to deal with, you, okay. I don't want any feelings. I don't want any. Don't text me, hey, beautiful. You know, how are you doing? Yeah. How's Kai? Only text me, uh-huh. how's Kai? Right. Only text me, you know, what did Kai eat today? Do you have any new pictures? Like, don't ask me anything about me. Don't ask me how school's going. Don't act like I was really at a point where it's just like keep it strictly for, for her, her. Mm-hmm. and it hurt me because like yeah I wanted my family and you know I didn't want to raise my child in a single parent household. Right. You know I wanted her to see an outstanding father that treated her mother like she was the queen that she's growing up to be. Yeah. But like unfortunately, it, it doesn't happen that way. Um, and I can say that it's been going good so far. Um, it's been going good so far. We tried. We we actually grown to respect each other a lot more good. as far as like how I raise Kai when she's here and mm-hmm. he's not here versus how he raises her when she's down there. Right. Um, it, it's going good so far. Like I said, I try to keep feelings out of it. Um, as much as possible so if it means that I don't respond I remember at one point in time anytime he brought up you know anytime he brought up SEX mm. uh, mm-hmm. 
I was like, you got to pay me $5. You got to cash out me $5 every time you want to talk about it. Wow. I was like, you got to pay me for this time. Mm. Like, I'm not, it's not free anymore for you. Like, we're not, we're not going there. Yeah. I didn't want that attachment because it was already unhealthy. Yeah. Every time we tried to try, it was unhealthy. Mm. So I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I was really just over it. I'm still just over it. I'm still in that place where I'm like, you know what? I can, I will be fine if we never, ever have a relationship again. Mm-hmm. As long as my daughter's good, I know I'm going to be good because I'm going to make sure I'm straight. Right. As long as my daughter's straight, as long as you're keeping my daughter straight, I'm good. Right. You know? Well, that's good. Okay, so what, um, what you guys were saying about the men, about the men, um, not knowing what to really do mm-hmm. or in those, I guess, those, those first seven, six, seven months of, um, of the child being born, mm-hmm. um, I guess we are waiting for, we waiting for, you know, them to crawl and stuff so we can have activity with mm-hmm. them and stuff like that. So what, I guess, what tips you could say for, for the men maybe out there who are, who are expecting or who will be expecting in years to come? What other things that you, that you and um, and Allison could teach us <laughs> to, I guess, to be a better, you know, partner, partner and yeah, parent. Um, listen, please just listen, listen. If it looks like we gotta look on our face for a reason, we really do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much. Um, I don't know if you knew the statistics on pregnancy, but pregnancy is the number one killer of black women. Right. So there's that. Um, <clears throat> even like from delivery, like I felt like nobody was listening to me, but her dad and her dad was an L and D nurse. Thank God he was an L and D nurse because mm-hmm. he was the only one that's like he came in the hospital. Everybody's like, oh, we know you're an L and D nurse. Well, he's like, I'm not here to work. I'm here to see my child being born. Mm-hmm. But he was the only one that was listening to me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he made the pregnant. He made the delivery so much smoother. Um, now, like after, like post-pregnancy be as understanding as possible realize that it is your kid yes every time that baby cries you know it's for you know milk the baby wants the titty whatever get up and be like hey do you feel like breastfeeding right now just ask if if y'all decide to breastfeed do you feel like breastfeeding Oh, or y'all can have a bottle schedule. Mm-hmm. If you decide to formula feed or breastfeed, you can have a bottle schedule. Okay. Whereas, like, if she doesn't feel like getting up, if she does get hit with postpartum, or maybe she's just really tired, yeah. um, give her some times where, like, you say, okay, I'll do the feeding. I'll do the diaper changes for this portion of the day. And then you'll do it for this portion of the day. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, you know, you can't handle it, have conversations with each other. Communicate effectively. Um, just make sure whatever you do, you discuss it with each other first. Mm-hmm. Don't ever just go out and be like thinking, oh, I'm a father. I'm supposed to do this. No. Communicate with your partner. Communicate with your the mother of your child. Communicate with the people who's helping take care of that child. You know, whether you're, you're not the only person, whether it's just you, whether it's you and your parents, or whether it's you and your baby's mother, or whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, open communication. Um, make sure y'all try to get as much as the trauma in y'all's past out before the baby gets here as possible, because no matter what, the baby feels everything that we feel while we're still pregnant. Um, I remember, you know, having to have multiple blood pressure tests, having my stress levels. Like, they're like, you're in college, you're taking this many courses. Like, are you sure you want to do this? You could be at risk for high-risk pregnancy, blah, blah, blah. This could happen. Mm -hmm. Your baby isn't really reactive to any of the tests we're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you you sure you want to do this? And it's because I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil, and I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm good, but really I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know... My baby's father wasn't really susceptible to opening up those gateways and being like, oh, how? what can we do to move forward? He's just, let's move forward. Mm. Forget everything that's in the past. Let's move forward. And I'm just like, nah, you see, we got to go back mm-hmm. and say, this is what happened. What can we do to avoid this from happening again? Mm. Or what can we do to, you know, for the future measures? Instead of, like, looking at the problem and saying, okay, let's try to find a solution so this doesn't ever happen again. Mm-hmm. He's more slap a band aid on it. Let's move forward. Right. 
Um, you can't do that all of the time. You can't. We're emotional creatures. We're way more emotional, as you heard, after we get postpartum. Some of us get postpartum. Right. It can be really, people have killed their babies from postpartum. Wow. People have snuffed out their babies. People have dropped their babies on purpose. People, it, it gets really real. And a lot of men don't understand that. And they're like, oh, you're getting overly emotional for no reason. You tripping, you doing too much. No, there's a lot of chemical imbalances. Babies take half of our brain cells. There's a lot of chemical imbalances that we're trying to figure ourselves back out. Our hormones pause. Wow. Like, for them. Yeah, our hormones pause for them. Mm. And then after we have them, it's still paused. So we're like, we still don't know. Our body still doesn't know what it wants to do. It still doesn't register that it's like it just kicked out a baby just yet. Wow. So just be there for her. Talk to her. See what she needs. Be a partner. Don't think daddy instincts automatically come in. Yeah. Talk it out first. Talk out your plans. Talk out emergency contacts. Talk out if this happens to me. What are you going to do? If this happens to you, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Always have a plan. Always talk. Always communicate. Even if it's the sm- even if you think it's just the smallest thing, listen to her. Because it's probably not small. At that point in time, for us, I'm going to tell y'all, nothing is small. Right. Nothing is small. <laughs> Don't take it lightly because we can't take it lightly. If, it, if it's pressing us, it's pressing us for a reason and we really can't handle it that day. Mm. We're not as strong as we're supposed to be during that point in time. Wow. So... Be that strength. <laughs> right. So so Allison left because um, she had to take a phone call, but it's all good. So, for the minute. Oh, she's back. Okay. So, well, what you just missed, Nikki was, um, I asked, what are tips and things that men could learn okay. um, that, mm-hmm. you know, that we don't really pay attention to that we should pay attention to instead of just waiting like you said for the six seven months when they're crawling and stuff then then it's our time so what what can we learn and what to do she said to listen and understand you know any and all that you're going through um yeah i do think that as well um once after delivering it takes a toll on you um so i think as a man more so go through that journey with her wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of put yourself in a mother position as well. Right. Um, even though she's breastfeeding, there's pumps. So there's times you could tell her, like, hey, get some rest tonight, pump some milk, I'll stay up with the kid tonight so you can get some rest. You know, it's simple things like that. Or, like, maybe just during the day, taking time to, like, put the baby to sleep so she gets to sleep during the day. Um, mainly just things like that, like taking that initiative to see what's needed. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the father will wait to their asked more so. Like mm-hmm. when we finally are like, hey, can you do this? Instead mm-hmm. of taking the initiative to say, what is it that I can do for you? Right. So I think that's something that um, I would advise fathers to do going forward is just more so take the initiative to see what she needs from you. Because sometimes we, we can't formulate the words. Sometimes we're just out of it so much that we're just there. Right. So um, sometimes we need people to just check on us and see what's going on. So just taking the initiative and just trying to go through that journey like side by side with her. Okay, so Nikki, listen and understand. Mm-hmm. There's no small thing. There's no small thing. And no small thing. Allison, taking initiative and and making sure that although she's not speaking make sure that she's okay yeah Mm -hmm. wow well you know that that's a lot um and i guess to to end it off because there was so much that was you know talked about today that was very important because i know out there 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 are probably a few of 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 women and, and men out there who were expecting and maybe don't know where what to do, where to turn, you know, in regards to the support, you know, how how to manage the the relationship that you have with with the parent, um, how to co-parent, mm-hmm. um, just in case the relationship isn't working out, and you know what to do for the men that really don't know what to do. What to do? Yeah. So, I guess with all that being said, uh, what could you say to those who are expecting, you know, as closing remarks, you know, how to help them out in a way since. Um, they are gonna to they are going to walk in the shoes that you already were in. Um, my advice would just be to keep an open mind. Um, there are so many outcomes and possibilities when having a child involved, um, and 
I mean that in all types of ways, like whether you have a child that is um, has intellectual disabilities, that's mm-hmm. perfectly healthy, that may have autism or whatever the case may be, keep an open mind and always keep an open heart with any situation. Um, understanding that your baby's not going to develop the same way as every other child. Mm-hmm. Um, and walking through that journey together, whether you're a single mom or whether you're with the father of your child. Um, also, don't be afraid to reach out to support groups. Mm-hmm. I'm in a couple Facebook mom groups. Mm-hmm. Be on there, hey, so my son, you know, is this age and he's not saying this many words. Like, is this a problem? Things mm-hmm. like that. And then you get, like, feedback from other moms of, like, no, you know, every baby grows differently or this is what I did with my kid or, like, if they have a fever, like, what's some home remedies that you can do? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of support groups. So don't ever feel shy or, like, embarrassed to reach out to other mothers because there's a big support with moms um, and they help you out a lot whether you know them personally or whether it's just through like social media mm-hmm. um, so always surround yourself with love because you're going to need it don't don't ever isolate yourself to feel alone because then that's when you go crazy and get depressed so try to always just surround yourself with positive vibes because um, your baby's going to feed off your energy mm-hmm. at all times um, no matter how old they get if the mom is not good, the child isn't good. And that's always how it is, especially when you have a son. Um, the mom and son relationship is very, very strong. That's a bond that is like out of this world, even with fathers and daughters. Like that's, it's a, just a different bond. And so um, try to always keep yourself in good spirits and try to carry yourself in a way that you want your son to see a woman. Um, and that's something I remind myself every day, which is why I push myself to do the things that, you, that I do and why I made sure I accomplished everything I wanted to in college because at the end of the day, I'm gonna show him what a strong woman is. Mm-hmm. So always have that in mind um, as you're going through your journey as a mother. Thank you. Um, for me, I would say never do anything without intention. Um, remember that if you are expecting, you're not the only person that's expecting. You have a partner, you, you had somebody else to make that baby with. That person is going through just as much as you're going through. And a lot of time, a lot of mothers don't realize that. We're like, I'm pregnant, blah, 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 blah. But we got to realize this is a life-changing event for the father, too. Yeah. You know, they're mm-hmm. having a baby. They never had, I mean, maybe they haven't had a baby before. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're going through a lot of stuff, too. Y'all are going to be y'all's biggest support system out of anything. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people, you know, especially young couples, especially young people who are having babies, <clears throat> y'all aren't going to really realize that y'all are probably going to be the closest people y'all need out mm. of this whole journey wow. like yeah you got your parents yeah you have your friends yeah you have you know support groups but with each other only y'all can have this experience together mm-hmm. nobody else is having your baby for you right. so that's an experience that y'all share cherish it wholeheartedly go into it wholeheartedly like i said don't do anything without intention don't just you know go off of oh, I'm going to be a mom, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be a dad. Definitely have a plan. Plan everything. Make sure you have a backup plan. Make sure you have a backup plan for your backup plan. Mm-hmm. Um, just don't go into it blindly. Don't think you have all the answers because you don't. Parenthood is unexpected. There's no way you can adequately, nobody, even if you have all the money in the world, you cannot adequately prepare for what parenthood has in store for you because everybody's experience is different. Mm -hmm. Um, So definitely stay with each other, stick by each other through this entire experience because like I said, it's yours. So why not share it with the person that you you created it with? Even if, you know, it has to be a co-parenting situation. If even if y'all can't get past, you know, the emotions for each other, step back and say, okay, we can still co-parent, we can still, you know, make our experience together mm-hmm. unique. We can still have a good experience together that we created, even if we're apart. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, um, just make sure you have solid plans. Make sure you have those support groups. Make sure you do realize that this is not the end. You are leading a legacy. So, yeah, nobody's telling you you got to, you know, step your game up. Nobody's trying to force you to step your game up. Mm-hmm. But you're going to figure out real quickly when those babies start to pick up your tendencies and start to say words that you're saying, mm-hmm. start to have mannerisms like, my daughter is loud. Mm-hmm. My mom is loud. Me and, her da- me and her dad talk all the time. She's like, well, we're like, why is Kai so loud? Because my mom is loud. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, yeah, we, yeah. we ain't trying to. <laughs> they pick up so yeah. much. Right. They definitely do. 
imagine the trash stuff you do mm. that your kid sees you doing. Yeah. Or your kid sees you doing to the other parent. Mm-hmm. Imagine how impressionable they are. And if they see that, they're going to be like, this is normal. This is what my daddy does. This is what my mommy does. You know what? We're going to do this. Yeah. No. You have a little person that is going to their world, everything that they're learning is shaped off of you. Yeah. So it's either you can be trash and let your kids be trash just like you, or you can be great and let your kids be great just like you. You are an example now. Yeah. Like, it took me so hard to realize, like, you know, then I'm just like, how about this? I'm going to still chase my dreams because, you know, screw everybody who says stop. Mm-hmm. You know, my life is ending. No, my life is still going on. I didn't die. Can't show my daughter that, oh, if you have a kid, you got to stop doing it. Stop mm-hmm. dropping work. Yeah. Stop dropping your life is your kid your life is your kids but show your kid that you know you still strive to be the greatest you still strive to get your goals accomplished Mm -hmm. you still strive to be the best that you can be you just do it while you ran a mommy Mm. you know yeah and like my daughter oh my gosh like I never wanted my daughter to be like you know anything military related my mom and my daughter goes to school and says to everybody my mommy's a battle buddy i want to be a battle buddy just like my mommy (laughs) my mommy's a student i want to be a student just like my mommy my mommy knows this my mommy knows that like her dad's a soldier too she you know her Mm -hmm. dad works whatever but like everything her teachers tell me oh you're you're the one kai talks about so much oh my gosh she wants to be just like you and i'm just like that makes me feel like I'm doing something yeah Yeah. it pushes me more like my daughter wants to be like me that's all I could ever want Mm -hmm. I just want to be great because I have somebody that I want to be great for we need more great people in the world so I got to be great myself right so just remember that you got you are you you don't want more people I don't want to say more people like you want better people in the world you gotta make the change. You gotta start with the man in the mirror. You gotta be the change you wanna see because your kids are gonna go off yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. And if you have a say so on how any part of the youth grows up, including your kids, that's mm-hmm. when you have to really like self reflect on what you need to work on. Because yeah. kids are like, as that, at a young age, their their whole type of growth is all through imitation. Yeah, sponges. They are yeah, sponges. They, oh they absorb gosh. everything. And so, like she was saying, like with the relationship type of thing. When we used to argue, Junie used to just tighten up. And so even now, if there's any type of loud type of anything, it's really tense. And so that's something that I had to learn to work on of not being so angry all the time and learning to kind of weigh things over before I let my anger take place. So, you know, just learning that you have to really watch your actions with your children because mm-hmm. they are a reflection of you at the end of the day. Yeah. And you want that to speak loudly in a positive light and not in a negative light. Right. Well, that, that's a lot of gems that you, <laughs> baby gems that you guys said today. So if you take something from this, um, learn to listen, learn to understand, learn to take initiative, and as well as be your best self for them. Mm-hmm. So... With all that being said, this is Real Talk with Ezra. Have a good day.